Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. Just a couple minutes ago, we sang the words of the psalmist. For he knows how we were made. That is, God knows. He remembers that we are dust. These, of course, are from the words from Genesis 3, as God has cursed Adam and Eve for eating of the tree in the garden that they should not eat. And God says these words to Adam. Because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree about which I commanded you, cursed is the ground because of you. He goes on, by the sweat of your face you shall eat bread until you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken. You are but dust, and to dust you shall return. We are but dust, and to dust we shall return. You are but dust, and to dust you shall return. Since the 8th and ninth centuries, so for about 1,300 years, Christians have been placing ashes upon their heads to, to remind themselves that they are in solidarity with Adam in both his sin and in his death. This is a practice that's strangely popular. It's one of the most attended weekday services of the church here. And I've, I've been wondering about this for a little while. I think perhaps it's because there's not a more honest account of the frailty of human life. Consistent with everything that we've learned from modern science regarding human origins, and in a real sense, the secular materialist has something worth saying here, worth listening to. Our bodies are made from the earth. They're made of the same elements that compose the world around us. They're made of that carbon and oxygen and hydrogen and nitrogen. They're maybe knit together in our mother's womb if we believe the scriptures, or maybe they just come together some way. And in the end, our bodies will decay and we will go back to dust. We are made from dirt and will return to dirt. All this will fade. Our bones will crumble and we will be buried into the ground. Welcome to church. We hear an echo of the teacher from Ecclesiastes. Or Ecclesiastes. You'll remember this probably. Meaningless. Meaningless, says the teacher in the first chapter. Utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. What a heavy burden God has laid on mankind, he later says. I have seen all the things that are done under the sun. All of them are meaningless, chasing after the wind. You are but dust, and to dust you shall return. At the start of this service, Father Scott invited you to observe a holy land, invited us to observe a holy land. He invited us to self-examination, to prayer, to fasting, to almsgiving. Why do we do these things? We do these things because we are but dust. We have sinned and we have fallen short of the glory of God. We will die. Our memories will be forgotten. Our working and striving is in some sense very meaningless, a chasing after the wind. All these practices we do throughout the church here, but there's a, a, focused, a focused nature during Lent. Because we are but dust, and to dust we shall return. But oh, the things that our God, our holy God, can do with dust. He forms us from nothing. He forms us from the dust. He breathes life into the dust. He brings life back to dead bones. He literally weaves together the life of these dead bones in the desert raises up an army of followers, gives life to the dead. 
At the end time, he will raise us up from the dust and give us new bodies. We might look at the world around us and say, all of this is dust. Or we might say, all of this is dust. This is Christ's creation. Somehow, he made this out of the dust. This is the story of Lent. That we are but dust. But we look to the holy God who can make life out of that dust. Our Lenten practices that I mentioned a moment ago, this isn't navel-gazing. It's not looking at ourselves and focusing on ourselves and being utterly hopeless at the dust that we are and forever will be. The secular materialist doesn't have the last word. The Bible doesn't end with Ecclesiasticus or Ecclesiastes. I made that mistake twice. Rather, the Lent is the, Lent is the school of repentance. Lent is the school of learning to turn our eyes just from that dust and turn toward Easter, to tor- turn to the mysteries of the Paschal Triduum, which is those three holy days when we confront that God saves us and pulls us out of the dust and gives us new life. If we can't confront that we are but dust, there is no Easter story. This story doesn't make sense without the dust. It's like celebrating the healing of a fully healthy person or the renovation of a newly constructed building or the return of the prodigal son who never left home or the telling of a story's climactic resolution without ever encountering conflict. It's Lord of the Rings without Sauron, Harry Potter without Voldemort, Taylor Swift without Kanye. A Christian life without Lent is truly nonsensical. It is untrue. Being human always involves conflict because we are a storied people who are always in need of resolution and redemption and restoration. This Lenten school of repentance that we are all called to has always been a school for not just our mind, but for our whole bodies, right? We see this most clearly in the practice of fasting. It's not about just knowing that we should turn to God, but it's about training ourselves like an athlete, a a metaphor that Paul often uses, to know in our bones, to know in our deepest yearnings that we need to turn from this dust towards the hope of our God. You might have some plans for practicing Lent and how you will fast or um, what you will do to to, uh, prepare for Easter. Um, I know I often will try to come up with a a novel plan, uh, but I, I encourage you, if you don't have a plan, Um, to just follow the classic Lenten practices. These are fasting on Ash Wednesday. You might be a little late for that one. Read the Bible with special attention. Give up sweets and alcohol except on Sundays. Abstain from meats on Fridays or perhaps give up one meal. Give away extra money to help the poor. Volunteer our time to visit and assist the sick. And also see a priest for confession. Do these things. I encourage you. And we have resources and ways to help you do that. I'll mention that in a little bit. But when you do, listen to the words of God in our scripture readings today. From, Ma- from Matthew, beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them. For then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Again, facing that we are but dust is not about us groveling and looking at ourselves and just staring at the dust. It's about repentance. It's that school of turning ourselves from the dust to hope. I think there's no better uh, sermon to preach 
about this subject than what we read in Isaiah 58. I was tempted to just read Isaiah 58 as my sermon. It's so powerful. Um, sometimes the Word of God can just stand on I, Often, maybe always, it could just stand on its own and preach itself. But let me read uh, an excerpt, just a small excerpt from it again. Fasting is not about us. Is not this fast, is not this the fast that I choose to loose the bonds of injustice, to undo the thongs of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free and to break every yoke? Is this fast not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house when you see the naked to cover them and not to hide yourself from your own kin. Then your light shall break forth like the dawn and your healing shall spring up quickly. Your vindicator shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry for help and He will say, Here I am. Our Lenten fast is never just about ourselves. It's about turning our hope to the God that actually saves. Not in some abstract way, but loosens the bonds of those who are enslaved, that gives hope to the poor, that feeds the hungry. This is the life of the Christian that's confronted that we are ashes and turns to God in the hope of Easter. We live this way. This isn't an option for us. This is the coming of the kingdom of God. This is what it looks like to participate in the kingdom of God's justice, to be people that turn from the dust, that acknowledge our brokenness, and look to the hope of Easter. We can't help but live this way. So my charge to you is to enroll yourself in this school of repentance. The only way to do this is to acknowledge that you are but dust. To know that you are but dust. But that Easter is on the horizon. There's a couple specific ways that we invite you to participate in this this Lent. Um, Me, Father Scott, and also Father Jim are making ourselves available uh, at different periods throughout the season, sometimes on Sundays, weeknights, week mornings, for confession, for hearing confession. And uh, we'll also be sending out a guide to help you approach that that may be uncomfortable for some people. And um, John Colley is actually going to be leading a talk, Living as Lenten People, in a couple weeks during Discipleship Hour to, to talk about that very subject and to talk about Lent. We also encourage you to, um, to give generously, to fast and maybe save money up from um, from from fasting, from not eating certain things, put cash in this little box. This is a, a way of giving to ARDF, the Anglican Relief and Development Fund. They're available at the exits. And uh, this is an organization that partners with local churches that are in their communities, know the needs of their communities. There's no better way to know those needs than real people living with those in need all throughout the world. Um, but of course, give however God calls you to give. But this is one tool that, that we want to provide for you. Um, Father Scott will also be leading uh, during Wednesday evenings a Lenten program on uh, 40 days of the Jesus Creed. These 40 days that Jesus uh, fasts and confronts uh, the devil in the wilderness. And, um, and he could provide more info uh, for that uh, when, once that begins. It will be a, a great time. Also, if you have any more questions about this, come and talk to either of us. We'd love to talk with you. So my my final words to you, when you receive these ashes in just a few moments, when we say over you, you are but dust, and to dust you shall return. Remember that, yes, this is dust. This is real dirt. You are from this dirt. You will return to this dirt. But also remember that the way that we're 
imposing these ashes on your forehead is the same sign that we do when you are sealed in your baptism after you come out of those waters. You've been united with Christ in death and come out of those waters and be renewed to new life. This is what we say over you. This is the same sign that we put over you when we say you have been marked as Christ's own forever, sealed by the Holy Spirit. Yes, you are but dust, but oh, the wondrous things God makes out of that dust. Some theologians say, enter Lent with bright sadness. Or another, both Orthodox theologians, enter Lent with the blessed joy, joy grief of holy remorse. It's a lot there to chew on. But that, that's what is tangled up in this mess of being human and confronting that we are but dust. Friends, you are but dust. And oh, the wondrous things our holy God can do with that dust. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.